Hello and welcome to the Food of Value podcast. I am your host, Akino Davis, and I'm happy to share with you my life experiences as a husband, father, professional, and entrepreneur living in the Caribbean. Join me on this journey as we explore and relive these experiences that have shaped me and that may influence you. Get your notepad and your snacks as we journey to the Valley. Hello and thank you for joining me again for another episode on the True Valley podcast. I want to acknowledge and thank all who listen and all who have left their feedback and their comments. I have to thank you because those comments are very heartwarming and very motivational to me, very encouraging to hear the different stories and experiences of people who are going through their own valleys right now or have gone through a valley before, it is very good to know that my sharing has triggered some sort of expression for you. So I want to thank and acknowledge all the listeners of the podcast. And I just want to encourage you to continue to share the podcast with your friends and your family. And I look forward to you continuing on this journey with me. So I just want to recap episode three, Science and Wonder, briefly. And that episode last week was so telling. Even after recording and sharing with you, I continue to recount. And you have to remember, this is a walk back in the past with me too. Eh? It's been 16 years since I've had this experience and I'm only now, really, apart from from the book, writing the book and publishing the book, I'm only now really vocalizing this experience. I have never vocalized it to this extent before, and I'm only now vocalizing this experience. So even after last week's episode, I found myself still reminiscing and recollecting and trying to figure things out, but not in any way of conspiracy or, or anything like that. I just recounting for the general sake of memory and still trying to appreciate how wonders present themselves and you don't pick up on it. So I hope that last episode would have impacted on somebody's life. I hope that you resolve within yourself to start to pay closer attention to your loved ones. And it is the surest way to come into terms with the passing of your loved ones. If you're able to detect or to discern or to see changes in behavior, changes in speech, listen carefully to the things that they're telling you, I think that's a, a beginning step of really understanding that someone's time is near and you are prepared a little bit better to deal with it because you never really are prepared. Eh? That could come at any moment and you're never really prepared, but at least you have some sort of cushion. So today's episode is titled Abandonment and Betrayal, Son and Bastard. And I want to get into some hardcore emotions that I would have gone through after losing my loved ones, after the funeral and after everybody else 
going back to their spaces, you have things to deal with sometimes. And in this case today, this is before the funeral. So we're going back a little bit to after Bonnell had passed away and now it's time for the burial. And one of the first emotional challenge I had was that of feeling abandoned and betrayed. If you remember in episode two, I spoke about falling out with myself and my pastor at the time. And this episode four, Abandonment and Betrayal, Son and Bastard. It stems from that falling out. Let me just say from the onset that I'm not going to be calling any names of anybody, apart from my wife, who I mentioned from time to time. I'm not going to be calling anybody's name because I'm not intending to shine up any light on anybody. But I want to share with you that feeling of abandonment and betrayal that I felt. And to help you go through or help you understand that it's very normal to feel angry, to feel mad, to form opinions, to isolate certain emotional feelings within yourself and to express yourself based on those feelings that it's very normal and it's very healthy to be able to go through those things and not keep them inside of you. So what is abandonment? If you want to understand when you're confronted by this feeling of abandonment and betrayal, you have to understand now looking back, you don't understand that emotion you're dealing with. Abandonment is the act of an, or an instance of people or a thing leaving your life permanently. And betrayal is when someone you trust breaks that trust by doing something that hurts you. So that's the first thing you have to understand about abandonment and betrayal. And in my case, that feeling came for me when I was seeking to have my wife buried. So coming out of episode two, when my pastor and I had that falling out in the hospital, that sort of spillover after Bonnell died, in that when she died, him being a pastor or being our pastor, I naturally felt like hosting the funeral and him performing the burial was a foregone conclusion. It wasn't so. He refused to do the funeral and not just refused to do the funeral, but he refused to do the funeral in the church that we attended. He had never done a funeral in the church before and he didn't want to use the church to do a funeral because he was pro-life and didn't believe in doing funerals and had a mantra, you know, let the dead bury the dead, that kind of thing. So when he refused to want to host the funeral in the church, that really rocked me. And it rocked me because both Vonal and myself at that time, as I said earlier, we were young, vibrant Christians. Me getting together with her had led me down that path of Christianity. Before that, I was on Rastafari. And when I met her, she was into her Christianity and into her church. And it was through me falling in love with her and following behind her. I formed a deeper bond and a deeper appreciation of Christianity and started to follow that religious belief. And... We were both leaders in that church. We had the control of the youth group. 
ages 13 to 15. First, it was 9 to 13, and then we were promoted to, to 13 to 15 teenagers. We had responsibility over the mini-church as the leaders. So we weren't just regular members of the church that would have caused us to not have the, the right to have the funeral hosted in the church. So that really hurt me. And there was this back and forth between that time that between I and, and, and the pastor. And I just, I just really felt betrayed, felt abandoned because I'd given so much of my life that ministry. It was like every moment outside of work and outside of who was spending everything. All my time outside of work, outside of my business, outside of my family was coming to the church. And I just felt that sense of abandonment. And that caused some serious rift because I had to go now and seek out another church. Eventually, the pastor did say that he was willing to do the funeral, but if we found a church to do the burial ceremony at, I was mad like hell. To use a better phrase, I was mad, I was angry, I was hurt, I felt betrayed. I felt like a son who had just realized that he was a bastard. I felt unprotected, unloved. And you know, when I wrote the book, the inspiration behind this chapter of the book came from the story of Joseph and his brothers when his father had given this lovely multicolored coat and it sparked out sort of jealousies amongst his brothers. They eventually plotted to kill him and it was at the last minute that they decided look we're not gonna kill him we'll dig a pit and show him the pit and leave him and having done that they then decided look we're not gonna kill him let's sell him off into slavery and that's what they did they sold their younger brother into slavery into egypt and having gone to egypt he found himself in an environment where he was able to be in charge of an influential man's home and through being in charge of an influential man's home he eventually found himself in jail having encountered the man's wife and whilst he was in jail he was able to exercise his talents of interpretation and dreams that brought him before the king, Pharaoh. And because of the exercising of his skill, he made prime minister over Egypt. And after coming into prime ministership, the very brothers who sold him found themselves before him. Their country had fallen on hard times and they were sent to plead for assistance. And he found himself having to deal with his brothers. They never recognized him, but he still displayed compassion on his family. Now... <laughs> This is not church, but the story has some relevance to what I went through in terms of abandonment. Because it's just like how Joseph's own family, his own brothers, sold him out. That's how I felt when my pastor refused to do this church service for me. I felt as if I was a son who lost the protection of a father, who left me unprotected, left me to the wilderness. I found myself having to go to another house go to another church as it was, to seek to have the funeral service done. And having found that house, my pastor then agreed or decided that he would do the funeral at that house. But maybe it was God talking to me, I don't know. When he offered to do the funeral still at the other church, I said, sure, no problem. Because somewhere in my mind, I got the feeling within those few days of this unfolding, I said, you know what, this will be for good. After this funeral, his church 
and other churches would have never been the same. I felt that within myself. And I said, you know what, let us leave this to unravel. It will never be the same again. I just felt like in all my anger and in all my feelings of abandonment and feelings of betrayal, that this was a good thing. This was like going into Potiphar's house. This was like going to prison. This was like coming to Pharaoh's house. This was like coming to rulership. I felt like this moment, let the pastor come and do the church service for the burial in another man's church. That is the light that would shine and that would change this whole paradigm. So said Sudan, my family witnessed this. To them, I was a collide of my pastor. And they couldn't understand it. I invited them to come to church so many times. And they came and they just never had the connection that I had with him. So to see this happen to me, it was embarrassing that you following this man to the ends of the earth and back. Anyway, he go to minister, you behind him, providing escort, your services to any church. And this was the outcome. And the abandonment didn't just stop with feeling the abandonment and betrayal of the pastor. You had those hard members of the church who had no spine, no backbone. Who took aside despite our fellowshipping together, it was clear that they weren't prepared to stand up with me or to stand up for me. They had nothing to say. They had nothing to say. That commented in my mind that I couldn't stay at that church. And I fell away, fell away from the church. So I want to ask, can you bring yourself to forgive those who betrayed you and who abandoned you? Because I had to do that. I had to bring myself to a state where I forgive my pastor. I could look him in the eye and forgive him. Because years later, after that incident, that was 2006, and it was something in 2008, about two years later, when I had completed writing the book, and I expressed this part of what I went through in the book, it was just heavy in me to go and make peace. Don't publish this book without going and make peace. And that's what I did. I made an appointment to go see him, and I went to see him. I remember, it. well, it was a Wednesday, and I went to see him, sat down, I told him I'd publish. And I was about to launch the book. We discussed things about what happened and made my peace with it. And I'll tell you, that probably was the hand of providence, the hand of God, because coming out of that meeting that Wednesday afternoon, I went to apologize to him. For the way I behave, for the way I acted, for the, the emotions that I targeted towards him. And I told him that this is what I've written. This is what's going to come out. It's my journey. It's my healing. I need to put this out there. And he, well, let's see. I don't want to say give me a blessing because I didn't feel like I was under his covering then. But he acknowledged what was going to happen with regard to the publication. The afternoon while leaving the church. I saw the young lady who I am now married to in this present time, 2022. I saw her walking, coming in. She was a member of the church. I never paid any attention to her like that. And I saw her when I was walking, coming out, and immediately, I just felt like this person would be my life.
I don't know how to explain it, but this is just two years after my wife passed away. I need to make peace with my pastor to release him. And I walk in all the church, I saw this young lady. I greeted her, she greeted me, and we went away. And later in this podcast, I'll maybe detail that encounter and what were her thoughts and what were my thoughts. Well, I may probably even invite her on to share her story, a meeting, how we met and that sort of stuff. But it's like almost as if having released him, that another part of my life had unlocked, that I was set free. I was able to put aside my feelings of abandonment and betrayal, that I was beginning to be rewarded with, with prominence, just as Joseph was. I don't know, but I want to tell you, when you lose loved ones, people close to you pass and die and leave you. Right? When a person or a thing permanently and completely leaves you, or when someone you trust breaks that trust by doing something that hurts you, when you feel abandonment and betrayal, you're going to go through some serious, serious searchings. You question everything and everybody around you. Your eyes open wider and you see things from angles that you never saw things before. You question the loyalty of everybody around you. You partition people off. These are real emotions, guys, and it's normal to feel them, but it's not normal to not find a way out of it. I'm telling you this because it's real. You'll hurt. You'll be expecting support of people, and when the support doesn't come, you're going to feel abandoned and betrayed. But what I learned is that not everybody has the capacity to support you in the way that you need to be supported. And that is why, regardless of what God or religion you follow, it's important that you have a connection with that. It's important that you have personal connection because you're going to have to dig deep within yourself, deep to not feel that sense of loneliness, that sense of abandonment, because all of these things follow on from the abandonment and the betrayal, you know, extreme feeling of loneliness. And can you bring yourself to forgive the person who betrayed you? Can you come to a place of converting the loneliness from that abandonment and guilt into a blessing, abandonment and that betrayal? Can you bring yourself to converting that loneliness into a blessing? And if you can't, you have to ask yourself then, what is preventing you from converting your sense of abandonment and betrayal into a sense of belonging? What preventing you from doing that? Maybe you need to forgive the people who you felt abandon you and who you felt betrayed you just like I did because it wasn't until I went and reconciled with my pastor it wasn't until I did that I didn't have the opportunity to meet my now wife I didn't have the release to publish my book see so I don't know when the time comes to convert the feeling of, of abandonment and betrayal to a blessing into a benefit because I'll tell you the surest way, the surest way to hold yourself back from healing, from progressing, from happiness is to hold people in your heart. The surest way to prevent yourself from experiencing good things that life has for you is to be holding people in your heart. You don't have the luxury to be carrying that dead weight along. And I'm not saying that you'll be quick to release him. No, because you had to go through that fire. You had to go through that furnace. You had to go through that shaping and that molding and that maturity. That maturing, you had to go through it. You had to go through the process of being refined, dealing with your feelings, dealing with your emotions, dealing with that sense of abandonment and that sense of betrayal. 
dealing with feeling like a child, like a son, dealing with now thinking you're a bastard and that you have no worth to those people who abandon you and learning to overcome that, coming through it, whether you seek counseling, you seek therapy, you seek friendships, new friendships, you surround yourself with new people in a new environment. You come to a place where you could forgive those who abandon and who hurt you. If you don't go through that process, then losing your loved one will make absolutely no sense to you. You will never come to appreciate even the time that your loved ones were in your life because you'll be become bitter. You'll become bitter, you'll blame them. Because a big part of this abandonment and betrayal, as I said this with the pastor, was one aspect of it. Other aspect I had to deal with was blaming my wife for abandoning me, blaming my son for abandoning me. That's the other aspect of what I went through. You ask yourself, why? How could you do this to me? How could you leave me behind? How could you work out my life? Was I, what was I doing wrong? Was I ill-treating you? All these questions I search and I ask myself, was I not a good husband? Was I not a good provider? Did I hurt you? Why you left me? Because you think that the person is in control of the, the life and the person is in control of the death. You're not thinking clear during these times, you know, people. You're not thinking clear. You think that they have control of their life, that they could switch on when they live and they could switch on when they die. You're not thinking that life and death is controlled by something higher. So you blame the person who actually died for abandoning you. I did so. I questioned my son. Why he didn't give me the opportunity to be a father? He would have been 16 years old this year, 2022, April the 23rd. Why you cheat me on all those years of fatherhood? Why you cheat me on the future of being a father? Because at that time, I didn't know that I would have survived 16 years now. I'm happy to be alive now to share these stories. But at that time, 2006, I'm asking, why you took my future? Why are you left with our future? I'm asking my wife, why you left? Why you left me? Was I unfit? So you even come to blame the ones who died. And I want to tell you that they had no control. None. No control. I can appreciate that some people lose their lives due to suicide. And for all of you who might have experienced a loved one dying by a suicide, that is even more difficult to deal with. Surely, now you feel like they were in control, but they weren't in control. I want to encourage you not to beat yourself up anymore about it. Hmm. Telling these stories are so emotional. They bring me to tears every time. But today, I don't feel sorrowful. I feel happy. I feel happy that I've been able to overcome feelings of abandonment. I feel happy that I've been able to overcome feeling betrayed. I've developed such a leather skin now. I think I know people. I think I see people from a distance. I could tell who will cause me pain in my life and who will not. I mean, this feeling of abandonment that is so broad. People experience this in all aspects of their life, not just with the death and losing their loved ones. They experience it with their, their profession and their jobs. They experience it in business. They experience it in sport. Abandonment and betrayal is probably one of the harsh set of emotions you will deal with going through your journey, going through your valley. So guys, ask you again, can you bring yourself to forgive those who are abandoned and who betrayed you? 
Can you come to a place or convert in the loneliness of abandonment and guilt into a blessing? If you can't do those things, what is preventing you from reaching that place? Let's ask yourself these questions. I was fortunate that I had a outer body experience with myself, as I shared in episode three. I had I was fortunate to have that experience to come to my own realization that you need to get up out of your slumber. You need to do certain things to combat these feelings that were depressing me. And I, and I acknowledge that many of us won't have that experience. So it's important that you seek help, seek assistance, seek counseling, seek people to talk to. It doesn't have to be anything formal. It could just be finding an accountability partner, somebody who you, could, who you think you could trust. I understand that at this stage, you can't trust anybody, but it's important that you learn to trust somebody, even with portions of situations in your life. Maybe not one person to tell them everything or to share everything with them, but different people to share different things. So that's why I want to leave this episode today. I hope that I've been able to penetrate somebody's heart, somebody's mind, I hope that as I to share my story, that it will be encouragement for somebody else. Stay tuned to next week's episode, guys. Thank you for I listening love you all. to this episode Peace. of Two Podcast. I hope what was shared was insightful and impacting on you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. And if you have a story to share, or you know someone who does, send me an email to akino through the valley at gmail.com. See you in the next show. Bye-bye.